of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. All right, it's that time. It is Monday, May 16th, and I am in a kitchen in Indiana. Not a closet. I'm in the kitchen. No one else is home, so I can be in the kitchen. Don't have to be all cramped in the closet. And we have a lot to talk about. A lot happened this weekend. A lot of wide receivers moved. A lot of wide receivers went to new teams. And none of them went to the Colts. Why? I don't know. I think the Colts are really missing something here. I think that uh, they need to be more aware of what wide receivers are on the team. But lots of wide receiver news. Um, A couple other big players moved. Um, One guy got a big contract, got big money per Adam Schefter. So we'll talk about that. That'll make some of our friends up north really happy. But... uh, Let's start with the wide receiver news. So, this past Friday, I believe, yeah, four days ago, so Thursday, Friday, Jerry Judy was arrested. Okay, so I posted about that on my Instagram page. Jerry Judy was arrested for um, second-degree criminal tampering charges uh, because he allegedly had intent to... Uh, caused damage to someone's property out of desire to inconvenience them or annoy them. Uh, He was later released, though. A judge said that there was no proof that he really wanted to do anything. Um, He was held without bond, and now he was let go without any restrictions, really. He can still come in full contact with the person who accused him of doing that. So... uh, Broncos fans, Jerry Judy is safe. He, as it stands now, he's out of jail, doesn't appear to have any real restrictions, and as it's being reported now by Tom Pelissero, it appears he will be good to go come uh, September 11th, the which I believe is the fir- when the first games start. It might be September 10th, though, or it might be that Thursday before. Anyway, first Sunday, though, is... September 11th, I know that for sure. So whenever the season starts, right now Jerry Judy should be good to go. Uh, Staying in the AFC West, though, there was another wide receiver who was moved out of the West, and that was uh, Brian Edwards, the Raiders wide receiver. So uh, he was a 2020 pick. And that means that of the seven picks that the Raiders made in 2020, Five of them are no longer on the team. Henry Ruggs was cut after being arrested. 
Damon Arnett was cut, and I think he was arrested for something less severe. Remember, Henry Ruggs uh, sadly killed that lady, and I believe her dog as well, because he was drunk driving and speeding in Vegas. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. was traded. Brian Edwards was just traded. Tanner Muse was cut. I don't think he did anything illegal. I just think they let him go. Uh, only John Simpson and Amik Robertson stay on the team from that 2020 draft. So uh, Raiders 2020 draft hasn't really turned out super great. Uh, they traded a uh, fifth rounder, or they traded the, f- hang on, this is really badly uh, worded. So the Raiders traded Edwards and a 2023rd seventh round pick to Atlanta in exchange for the Falcons 2023 fifth round pick. So the Falcons got Edwards and a 2023 seventh round pick and uh, the Raiders got a fifth round pick out of it. So uh, we'll have to see if the Raiders can draft better in the future with that fifth round pick, see if it's worth uh, Brian Edwards. But Brian Edwards showed some potential last year. Um, He obviously was kind of played behind with – Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller being on that team and was definitely probably going to be kind of buried with Devontae Adams being traded to the Raiders. But he has potential, especially on a Falcons team, without a lot of receivers. But um, actually, just a little bit ago, uh, five five hours ago, the it's being reported that the Falcons signed former Packers wide receiver Geronimo Allison. And I don't actually know a lot about him. So, uh, yeah, looking at the comments on the post that is reporting it, a lot of people forgot about him. Um, Maybe he has some potential. Auden Tate is still on the team so from the Bengals. So uh, Geronimo may be wide receiver three, wide receiver four, because – the Falcons drafted Drake London. Then they've got Brian Edwards, obviously, like we just talked about. And now they have Geronimo Allison. I know Auden Tate was uh, a free agent that they signed as well. So we'll see if the how the Falcons decide to play Tate and uh, Allison against each other. I'm assuming London and Edwards are going to start. I mean, you kind of have to start those guys since you uh, drafted them or signed them, and you don't really have anyone else in front of them. Kyle Pitts was a primary receiver last year for the Falcons, and he's the tight end. They played him as a receiver, though. Calvin Ridley is suspended for the season, so they're very low on who they have there in the Falcons locker room. Plus, uh, you're going to want to bring in guys that Desmond Ritter can start to develop chemistry with, assuming... He's in the running for that starting position if Marcus Mariota doesn't work out. I assume that Marcus's position isn't safe. Uh, He doesn't have the reputation there that Matt Ryan did with the coaches and with the franchise. So Marcus Mariota was picked up by the Falcons after being a Raider as well. So that's another thing. Marcus Mariota already may have some chemistry with Brian Edwards. I don't know how... Often they played and practiced with each other considering Mariota was the backup quarterback, but they definitely know each other. There's definitely probably some chemistry there, and I think that's a good uh, thing for Brian Edwards and Marcus Mariota together. 
big signing that uh, I don't want to gloss over at all is Jarvis Landry. Now, this was a guy who I thought the Colts would be going for. I thought they would go after him for sure, um, especially since he was sitting there for as long as he was. And he was a free agent. Uh, Browns said that they were out on him, Cleveland Browns. And so I guess the Colts just didn't see something they wanted in him. But uh, Jarvis Landry is now a saint. He's with the New Orleans Saints, so he'll be down there with, uh, I think, Chris Olave is who they drafted, and uh, Michael Thomas, obviously, who will be coming off of injury. So definitely a strong uh, wide receiver uh, pickup. He'll be wide receiver, too, behind Michael Thomas, most likely, assuming Michael Thomas is back to full health by the time the season starts. Um, then... Everyone's favorite person to talk about on every podcast, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's back on Twitter. He's tweeting. Uh, he's AB84 on Twitter. So last th- time we saw Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown was taking his jersey off and running off the field against the New York Jets because he allegedly was told to play on a injured leg and uh, apparently coach Bruce Arians according this is all according to Antonio Brown obviously the Buccaneers have a different story but according to Antonio Brown he was told to play on an injured leg he didn't want to and they told him he could quit if that was the case and so he took off his jersey and threw his gloves into the uh, stands and ran into the locker room and this is following a bunch of other incidents with Antonio Brown. This isn't a first time thing, but now he's saying he just wants to retire as a Steeler. Um, he said, sent out one tweet that said, just want to retire as Steeler. And then 20 minutes later, tweeted out, not play, just retire, so we clear. So it kind of sounds like he is uh, just kind of realizing he's done. He's not seeing any other teams want to. Uh, Sign him, take a chance on him. He's he's an athlete for sure, but I think he's just a locker room problem. It's become too much of an issue. Tom Brady stuck his neck out for him to get him on the Buccaneers, and then he went after Tom Brady. And when you go after Tom Brady, the face of the NFL, a lot of people are going to just kind of be like stepping back. They don't want to mess with that because if you're going against the big dog, you're going to go against everyone else too. Uh, he accused Tom Brady of – not helping him out, not wanting to uh, give, get people their money. And that's the opposite of what everything has shown to be. I mean, say what you want about Tom Brady, but there are clips all over the internet of Tom Brady. Uh, he knows what incentives each player needs on their contract, and that's what Tom Brady wants. He, there's a video just this past season that came out of uh, him – staying in the game so that he could throw Gronk one more pass because that's what Gronk needed to get his extra money for his incentives. So, I mean, I don't know that there's anything true behind them making Antonio Brown play injured. I don't know that there's any truth behind Tom Brady being against Antonio Brown. That just doesn't really make sense to me. But Antonio Brown at this point is saying he wants to retire a Steeler. And looking at the comments on the Twitter uh, page that he tweeted that on 
it seems like there's mixed reviews from the city of Pittsburgh because he was for a while, one of the best wide receivers in football still probably could be honestly, but his prime was when he was in a Steelers Jersey and Steelers fans loved him. And he just, he quit on him. Basically he wanted more money and he left. And so a lot of people view him as a traitor a lot of people still love him, though. So we'll have to see what the Pittsburgh organization decides to do if they let him come back and retire as a Steeler for probably just a one-day contract. And then he, uh, after that one-day contract is up, he rides off into the sunset doing whatever those Antonio Brown types do. Uh, on a better note, I've learned how to do jersey swaps. Not well, but I'm working on it. Um, and... I was working on one, and I'm still working on it in my free time. I want to I get this one real good. But got me thinking, what about Julio Jones on the Colts? Now, this is I'm not the first person to think of this. But um, let's see. Let's pull up the Colts depth chart real quick. Um, Matt Ryan is a Colt. Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl with... Julio Jones as his wide receiver one. Julio Jones is or was a generational talent. Uh, some people say that he's washed. But hear me, hear me out. Hear me out. He's not the wide receiver one. I don't think he would be the wide receiver one. Um, I want him in the locker room on a prove-it deal. And so that he can give these young guys uh, some experience. Because here's the thing. Right now, our starting lineup for wide receivers with the Colts is Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and Paris Campbell, uh, Desmond Patton, Mike Strachan, Kiki Kuti, Ashton Dolan, Samson Nakua, DeMichael Harris. Uh, wide receiver fours are Kikoa Crawford, Ethan Farina. And Michael Young Jr. So obviously that's before the 53-man lineup, but that's that's who we have to work with if you're a Colts fan. I think Julio Jones comes in and he on a prove-it deal, um, because obviously he struggled with injuries a lot last season when he was with the Titans. But and this is a big but. I think he could be a team leader in the locker room and help those younger guys because, okay. So last year he played in 10 games. Um, he only had 434 yards and the season before that. He, when he was with Atlanta, he only played in nine games and he had 771 yards, but two seasons ago he played in 15 games and had 1300 yards and Julio Jones is one of the best wide receivers probably in the last 10 years. And the fact that he is still a free agent, I think, is just a lot of teams being fearful of injury, which, I mean, is fair. OBJ is probably sitting for the same reason. Thing is, the Debo Samuel trade talk is dying down. OBJ is still out there as a free agent. Julio Jones is still out there as a free agent. Julio Jones already has chemistry with Matt Ryan. 
and he don't don't even put him out there as a regular receiver like every play. Put him out there as a red zone threat because he's still tall. I assume he can still jump. Um, but don't make him play every snap, but make him be that threat so that they at least need to cover him. Defenses need to cover him then. Uh, not saying spend a ton of money on Julio Jones. Give him the veterans minimum uh, if he doesn't retire. But I think Julio Jones could be an interesting ad- addition to what the Colts have right now because I don't see their wide receiver depth there unless they've got something in on Debo Samuel. If they have something on Debo Samuel, go for Debo Samuel. But assuming they don't have anything on Debo Samuel, just uh, go get Julio Jones, veteran minimum. He already has chemistry with your quarterback. Uh, See what happens. So, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I think Julio Jones could at least help the younger guys, but that's my personal opinion. Okay, so I got into a discussion in another in a Discord server with someone who I know listens to the show a lot. So uh, if you're listening to this episode, shout out to you. Um, you know who you are, <laughs> but. Uh, I got into a discussion about uh, the Dolphins because the Dolphins signed Melvin Ingram, who's a great pass rusher, not Mark Ingram. This dude thought I was talking about Mark Ingram, the running back. Some people get him confused with Melvin Gordon, the running back. I am talking about Melvin Ingram. He was a Steeler, then he was a Chief, then he was a free agent, and now he's a Dolphin. So per Jordan Schultz, the Dolphins are signing Melvin Ingram. He's a defensive end. Okay. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. Has 51 career sacks and 74 tackles for a loss. Um, I think he's a great addition to this team. I think that... Now, this is where the debate was. Are the Dolphins making the playoffs? I think that the Dolphins could make the playoffs. And here's why. Um... I'm not super high on the Broncos. Their defense is very good, but Wilson has started in a lot of games, but he's been injured while playing in a lot of the games. And I don't know if Russell Wilson can make it through all of the games, especially with the AFC West being Sac City now, without getting injured, especially seriously. Um So I think the Broncos will be the easiest ones in the West to knock out. The Raiders will also have a low record, even if they are a better team, just because they are in the West. The West, I think, is going to have a ton of low records because all those teams are so good. Uh, Remember, they have to play six games against their own division. So uh, that's important to remember. Dolphins are pretty good. Um the Titans got worse this past season, in my opinion. They lost A.J. Brown. Don't have Julio Jones right now. Uh, they I, they have Derrick Henry, assuming he's back. Ryan Tannehill's presumably still the starter, but Malik Harris got drafted, and we don't know how Malik Harris is going to do in the NFL. And a lot of coaches don't think he's NFL ready. But Mike Vrabel's a heck of a good coach, so maybe still the Titans get in. Ravens traded away a wide receiver. 
they got Mark Andrews. They have Devin Duvernay. But, again, they're in the AFC North, so they'd have, Ravens would be a wild card. Titans will probably be a wild card as well. Uh, Steelers probably won't have a great record. Browns are kind of a wild card depending on Deshaun Watson being suspended. Pats, I think, probably got worse because they lost J.C. Jackson. I think their offense got better because they got Devontae Parker. But I'm not sure that they got a strong defense. Um, And that's going to be important, especially with the offense of the Dolphins and the Bills. And potentially the Jets. The Jets made some good additions too, but I don't think they're there yet. I don't think the Jets are playoff material yet. Um, So what I think is in the north, it's going to be the Bengals. The south is going to be the Colts. The Bills will win the east. The Chargers are going to win the west. And then the Dolphins and Chiefs will definitely be wild cards with the Raiders or the Browns being the third wild card as the teams stand right now. And here's the thing about the Dolphins. Tua has absolutely no more excuses. I'll give him that the last two years, it has seemed like the organization does not like him. They've been out on Tua. They've given him a hard time. They've given him the, oh, it's not Tua the starter. Tua's the starter. Oh, wait, we're pulling Tua with two minutes left in the game. And then, oh, Tua's injured, but he's not really injured. And we're just, like, it was really confusing for Tua. And then there was, last year, there was, oh, the Dolphins are going for Deshaun Watson, which had to suck as a quarterback. It's the same thing that's happening to Baker Mayfield, or happened to Baker Mayfield with Deshaun Watson, where they said, we're going for Deshaun Watson. Baker won it out, understandably. Baker Mayfield still hasn't been traded, but that's not the point. Um, But... Tua didn't know when he was starting, when he wasn't starting, what how the organization felt about him. I think he should have a newfound confidence now with head coach Mike McDaniels coming in. Mike McDaniels has been a part of a ton of super successful and dynamic offenses, most notably Kyle Shanahan's uh, 49ers. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, probably one of the top five young coaches in the NFL. Uh, Right now, Kyle Shanahan knows how to coach. He's had great mentors, and Mike McDaniels is a part of that tree. I think we should expect some big things from Kyle uh, Mike McDaniels. Um, Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver over there now. Uh, Chase Edmonds is a running back. Raheem Mostert. Sonny Michelle's down there now. So many great additions to the team. Melvin Ingram, like we just talked about. Uh, there's so many that I'm probably forgetting like a huge one. I think Tyreek Hill is probably the biggest, but it just seems like every week the Dolphins sign another big name. And I could easily see them making it to the playoffs if Tua is what Tua was supposed to be. There was debate back in 2020 is Tua better than Joe Burrow? I obviously don't think that right now. Joe Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. Tua has not. I'm a Bengals fan, not a Dolphins fan. But honestly, right now I'm a Tua fan, except for week four when the Dolphins play the Bengals. And as long as the Dolphins don't knock the Bengals out of the playoffs. Um, I'll, I'll be rooting for Tua because I want the Bengal or I want the young guys 
coming into the league to be good. I don't want us to have starting quarterbacks for years that just aren't that great. I want fun football games. Uh, I want to watch uh, fun, good football, not bad football. And I think Tua has all the weapons now. He's got the speed. He's got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Um, so there's no reason that Tua isn't successful this year. And I think Tua knows that. I think Tua sees all of the money the Dolphins are putting into give him weapons around him. And he knows that if he isn't successful, they're going to bring in someone else who is proven uh, to be more successful than Tua. Or they'll just draft someone if it's really that bad. But I'd see them bringing in more proven players first with the weapons that they have right now. Um, Baker Mayfield's still out there. I don't think he's much of an upgrade from Tua, but he's still out there. Uh, I don't know. I, I really like Tua. I think Tua seems like a great guy. Uh, he's always out in the community helping people, it looks like. So hopefully Tua can prove himself to the NFL. I mean, he's not... I don't think he's that bad. I mean, he makes a lot some dumb throws, but I mean Carson Wentz is still in the league, so and again, I'm sure Carson is a nice guy, but I uh, he hurt me playing the Colts. Yeah, so I mean, he could do to looking at Tua's stats, okay. He's played 23 games in his career. Um started started in 21 of them. Uh has 27 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, which isn't great, I guess. But I think I think Tua could be – he's had two comebacks and four game-winning drives, so he's been under pressure before. He can do it. Um, I really believe in Tua, and I hope he doesn't betray me because then I'll sound like an idiot. But I think that Tua needs to do it this year. Tua is going to get them to the playoffs. That is my – I guess, hot take right now. I, I don't think it's that hot of a take, but some people do. So, yeah, Tua is going to get the Dolphins to the playoffs. That is my belief. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. Share it on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you share things, lunch table, whatever. Uh, it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. Got that done this weekend. Uh, got this on Apple. Uh, follow no butts underscore show on Instagram for updates and uh, fun little jersey swap posts as you see me get better at that. Uh, so I'm going to end it here. Hope you all have a good day.